Open your Bibles with me, please, to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Let us enter into the Holy of Holies of the temple of the Lord, into the presence of God. We do not do so by merely coming to a building. We do so by joining together with one another with hearts in the Lord Jesus Christ and seeking the face of God through Him and by Him. Matthew chapter 11 should bless us and you as we consider God's mercy toward us. I want to read to you three verses toward the end of the chapter, verses 25 through 27. Matthew eleven twenty-five. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Amen. Amen and amen. We are blessed to be the babes of Almighty God and the Lord Jesus Christ. When we look at that 25th verse, we are humbled and thrilled to hear the Lord Jesus Christ praying, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. He is appealing to His sovereign reign over all. He is the sovereign ruler of heaven. He's the sovereign ruler of earth. And in that role as the sovereign disposer of all blessings and the sovereign judge of all men, He has opened the eyes, ears, and hearts of some, and He has blinded and closed the eyes, ears, and hearts of others. And He's made a difference in the world. And He's made a difference in our lives. And we want to be thankful for that. When you look at this text, verse 25, does seminary give you an advantage or a disadvantage? A disadvantage. Does intelligence, your IQ, give you an advantage or a disadvantage? A disadvantage. Is this world's educational accomplishments an advantage or a disadvantage? A disadvantage. What gives us an advantage? To come humbly into His presence as little children, admitting that we don't know anything, and that we want Him to teach us. And He will teach us. It's a great blessing. You know, there is a great school of theology among conservative Baptists that exists in our county and city today. And that is the Arminian scheme that God wants everyone to get saved and go to heaven. The question from this text is, if God wants everyone to get saved and go to heaven, and if according to their scheme, it takes the knowledge of God and of His Son Jesus Christ to accept Him into their hearts, why is God hiding that knowledge from many? Because their scheme is false and heresy. God does not want to save all men. 
He wants to save all of His elect, and He is absolutely, totally, completely, and finally successful in doing so. And He has hid the things of truth from the worldly wise. When it says that He has hid these things from the wise and prudent, that is not the wise and prudent in God's measure of men, like wise men. This is worldly wisdom and worldly prudence, and God has hid spiritual things from them. I love information. I've always loved information. And I, and I hope that uh, some of you love information. I love being an information facilitator. If I know something that might benefit you, I want to tell you about it so that we can communicate information. But if it weren't for the grace of God, we wouldn't know anything about the information most important of all. And that is the secrets and hidden wisdom of the universe, of our salvation and the redemption of the elect in our race and an eternal inheritance in heaven. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. Because. What's that word there for? Jesus is explaining why He is thanking God. This is a different Savior than most men even know about. This Lord Jesus Christ thanked God that He hid the truth from the wise and prudent. Because they are so pompous, so haughty and arrogant, and they do not know anything. And He's also thankful that He's revealed it to babes. In the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, He saw this great difference made. On one hand, there were the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, lawyers, and priests. Those are the elite, the intelligentsia of Israel, the educated, the religiously educated. He saw them, that they did not understand, nor see, nor perceive the things that He taught. On the other hand, was this lower class of publicans, men who had sold themselves out to Rome and collected taxes for Rome in Israel. And harlots. Jesus said the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of heaven before you. The great difference that was made was by the God, Lord of heaven and earth. And Jesus Christ thanked Him for that in that 25th verse. And today, we want to be thankful that He's made such a difference. He is the great information facilitator. He has facilitated information for His elect. And we gather in this humble, humblest, pitiful looking little place, and the Lord reveals secrets of the universe to us. And we want to thank Him for that. And bless His name. Verse 26 tells us why He did it. Everyone wants to know why, why, why. Many times, just shut up and submit. Because Paul would say in Romans chapter 9, when the big questions, the the big questions, pop up about election and predestination and God's sovereign choices, here's the answer when you have a question. Nay but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? That's a rhetorical question, meaning the answer should be obvious. Should people say to the one that formed them, why were they formed in such and such a way? No. So the question is out of line. But 
the Lord gave us an answer. Why did He do it? And we know more than this from the pages of Scripture, but for this particular text, here's the why and its answer. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in Thy sight. Because in God's view of the universe and its sinful creatures rebelling against Him, it seemed good in His sight to leave some in that ignorance and to blind them from seeing the truth, to leave them there for their just judgment and to reveal that truth to others. It seemed good in His sight. Now, does that answer thrill you? That answer thrills me. If it's good to God, it's good to me. If it's good to God, I hope it's good to you. You cannot think better than God. You cannot be gooder, better than God. There's only one good, and it's God. And any thoughts that we have, wishing that we could alter God's plan, degrade those plans. His will and is perfect in all these ways. Verse 27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. What do you think he's talking about right here? Squirrels? In this context, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. Men, people, are delivered to the Lord Jesus Christ. As he would pray in John 17, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And here's the context. Well, you already know it from verses 25 and 26, but let's continue reading. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. No one can know Jesus Christ because only God knows Jesus Christ. And what is elliptically to be understood here, those that the Father will reveal Jesus Christ to. And we know that from the second half of the verse. John 6.44 and John later in John chapter 6, it says, No man can come unto me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. No man can know the Son unless the Father reveals the Son to them. And as verse 25 teaches, He doesn't reveal the Son to everyone. But He's revealed His Son to us. Second half of verse 27. Neither, there's two things being compared here. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. Only Jesus Christ truly knows God. And He, to whomsoever the Son, will reveal Him. Jesus Christ reveals the Father to men, His elect, chosen before of God because it seemed good in His sight for them to know Him. And no one can know the Son save for those elect that God the Father reveals His Son to. This is the sovereignty of God in information facilitation. God, by His grace, must facilitate any information about His Son or you will reject His Son. God the Son must facilitate any information about God the Father or you will not know God the Father. And they both have worked on our behalf for us to know them both today. And I want you to understand something. When you deal with these people out there who love one verse in the Bible because it's the only verse they've ever learned, and they love to tout the word whosoever... Just remember that before the whosoever comes a whomsoever. The whomsoever here. The difference between who and whom is who is acting. Whom is being acted upon by someone else. 
who is acting. Whomsoever is whomever is being operated upon. And whosoever is whosoever, who, whoever does something. In this particular case, when it comes to knowing the Father or knowing the Son, it is a whomsoever because it is God and the Son that must perform an operation on us to reveal the Godhead to us. Then you can read the next three verses and understand them. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who feels the burdens of sin and wants relief from the God of heaven and from His Son, Jesus Christ? Only the whomsoever of verse 27. They're the only ones that know they're laboring. They're the only ones that feel heavy laden. And they're the only ones that will take His yoke upon them and learn of Him. Let's rejoice today that God has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And He has been the great information facilitator to us. Or we would not know either Him or His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But they have both worked together to reveal incredible things to us. Let's rejoice and be thankful. How's that for an opening text, my brother, in light of what you want us to sing in a few minutes? All by the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you can do this with your eyes closed, it's the evidence that there is a spirit inside of you that can take this ugly thing called a right arm hanging off your right side and your left arm hanging off your left side and bring them together. Right. Even with my eyes shut. Watch again. How can I do that? Because there's one spirit in me. What should control a church? One spirit. Right. That with our eyes shut not knowing what each other is doing because none of us can know the spirit of another man in depth, the Lord arranges it all by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are members of His body, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is its head. His spirit is the spirit of this church. And it should be moving all of us. And every time we see it, we should rejoice and be thankful that He's coordinating things among us like this. Simple, profound. God's blessed word. Let us pray. Almighty God, Lord Jehovah, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We would not know thee. We would not seek thee. We would not pray unto thee. We would not commit our lives for this world or the next unto thee, were it not for your grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee, Holy Father, for our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Thy only begotten Son, who sits at Thy right hand, the High King of Heaven, the blessed and only potentate. We would not know Jesus, love Jesus, want to live for Jesus, take Jesus' name upon us when we're baptized, and come into this place to learn more about Him if You had not moved upon us and moved within us and opened our eyes, ears, and hearts, and minds to know and understand the things of Christ. We thank Thee, blessed God, in three, for Your kindness toward us in showing us so many things about Yourself and what You have done 
in the universe and what you are doing and what you shall yet do, especially those things for the benefit of your predestinated children. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth. We know that it is only because it seemed good in Thy sight. We were not good in Thy sight. We were not neutral in Thy sight. We had not merely unmerited Thy favor. We had demerited it by meriting eternal judgment. We thank Thee that it seemed good in Thy sight. We do not understand it, but we submit to it and we embrace it. And if it is good in Thy sight, it is good in our sight. And we humbly fall before Thee. And Heavenly Father, we freely confess and admit that without Your grace in our lives, we would know nothing. There is no intellectual ability, nor is there any diligence in study that can acquire any knowledge of Thee or Your Son without Your spiritual blessing by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank Thee for Thy written Word, but more than that, we thank Thee for Thy Spirit that opens its pages and words to us that we might understand. Heavenly Father, what we do not see yet, and if there is any pride left in us, humble us. Open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of Thy law. If we believe something that is not true, show it to us that we might flush it and get rid of it and run far from it. And Heavenly Father, those things that we are missing, those jewels and blessings that we know that You have, Oh, Heavenly Father, reveal them to us. Thou art the great information facilitator. We can only facilitate in a very limited way, in a practical basis, the truth of Your Word. We ask that You would convey to us in our inner man the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of His love that passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. We're thankful to be in your house. Bless us as we come into your worship. Hear us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as we pray. Father, be with your kingdom and churches throughout the earth, their servants and their saints. Preserve and keep our nation for which we are very thankful and its rulers from highest to lowest. Be with all your scattered sheep abroad. Preserve and keep them and bless and teach them. Comfort them and guide them even this day. Be with those that are sick and not with us today. Strengthen them by your mighty power. Grant us a great measure of your Holy Spirit that our worship will be with power and assurance and full of joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for every good blessing that You pour out from a wide open hand that we enjoy every day. We thank Thee for all these things. We thank Thee most of all that You sent Your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die a substitutionary death for us on the cross, to raise Him from the dead, for Him to ascend into heaven, and to sit down at Your right hand. And You have made us joint heirs with Him, accepted in Your sight. Now, Heavenly Father, You have made us accepted in the Beloved, now we ask that you will accept our sacrifices of worship this day made acceptable through Jesus Christ our Lord, our great high priest, our only priest. 
And we're thankful that he has made us kings and priests unto thee. Be with us now. We are thankful for the privilege. We tremble at the responsibility. Bless us in the combination that we'll worship thee acceptably this day through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.